and welcome to episode 343 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man whose rage knows no bounds and his sexual energy knows no limits, it's Tony Esmond. Hello. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I had the sexual energy of someone when I was 20 years younger. That would be great, wouldn't it? You like the energy you two men feel constantly, you know. Uh, I'm not twenty. Uh, no, okay. The energy. Yes. Well, what do you? What do you? What do you think? You think I've got energy? Actually, that took me a long time to say that fucking. Yeah. Right. Could, yeah. I think I've just proved that. I don't... You just proved you got no energy. <laughs> yeah. Just take loads and loads of drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's that <laughs> drug? What's that drug that you can get cheaply that makes yard? Is it Viagra? You could try that. Let's try that. Yeah. True. Or Gorilla Glue. Um, no, lollipop sticks yeah but all, always practice safety everyone and welcome to the show yes <laughs> um it's just the three of us this week and one hell of a cool topic that we're going to talk about and uh we've got some cool topics coming up for later in the year actually so that you know prepare to and we'll probably so we've be been arranging uh, haven't we yeah we'll, we'll we be, an- yeah we'll be announcing some stuff um so you can go away and do some reading and you know join in the conversation before and etc but um yeah so this is kind of almost in a way kicking off the year's worth of comic t- topics of conversation in some way isn't it yeah. this episode after a couple of weeks of us going what are we talking about a couple of years yeah yeah, that's true, yeah that's true. Uh, <laughs> but we, we are here and thank you for um checking us out this week and um, do you know something else they should check out Comic House. Pure for his knob. Our lovely sponsor. <laughs> we did have a big conversation pre-show <laughs> about some... Uh, I do like it's too long a story to actually sort of <laughs> give it sort of relevance, so I'm just going to leave the mystery there. Yeah. We wasn't talking for like hours on end about James Purefoy's knob. I just want to put that yeah, in there. Speak for yourself, yeah. darling. Before. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it was around 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, although you could spend longer than ten minutes browsing through the library of our yes. comic house. Good. Yes, they are a wonderful indie comic marketplace with a huge selection of titles on their database. Um, they love indie comics as much as we do, and if you self-publish, then you can list your book on there, and it's another avenue to start um, selling your wares and getting your work out there to have a new audience. Speaking of a new audience. Get on the app if you've got any comics or any digital versions of comics that you want just to put out in front of a new audience. You never know any. You never know what you're going to discover. If anyone who's listening to this show has probably taken a chance on a comic here and there, and it could be yours, especially if you add it to the the digital library of Comic House books. So um, it's being added to all the time. What's on there at the moment, Dave? <clears throat> Jumping back in time a bit, we've got a uh, book by uh, Gerthink Comics, Gareth. Moon puke. Fuck that oh, yeah. name once again. <laughs> .com. Yeah, that, that, that was going yeah. a whole. That, that was going yeah. in all directions. Dan, that was moonpeak.com. <laughs> uh, hauntings: A collection of nine lessons in hauntings by uh, Lisa April Emilia. Saint Volume One: Ghostwriter, which I think is an absolute excellent book. Uh, definitely check that out. What's and that we've about? got this. Uh, it's written by uh, Edwin Burrow and. It's I can't really. It's not a long comic, but I, I'll spoil it if I talk about it. But it's a humor comic, and if you kind of like our kind of humor, you'll like oh, that. Okay, so go check oh, that. Okay. Ghostwriter, and uh, obviously we've got the Spark, 
uh, which we've all contributed work to. And that is def- that's on there. And uh, there's a whole slew of titles. Yeah. Uh, it's been updated all the time. And you can look, there's Viper on there, there's Vanguard on there, there's your books are in there, Tony, if I'm correct. Yes. Vince, you've got work on down. there. A couple of mine. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's black on there. Yours. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. We'll be talking about black shortly. Yes. But why? Well, anyone who pays attention to our Twitch will, the Twitter will know. Um, but <laughs> but before that, Give you, a um, Twitch. you should really um, get on Comic House. It's only £3 a month subscription service, and you get access to all those comics and more. Um Plus, um, if you're like a creator who's got their work on there, you can add your profile pictures, social media details, so, and that, all that shows on the app. So so if someone discovers your comic, they can find it. It's an easy way to, for them to find out more about you and where to find your other works. So mm. to find out more and to start a 14-day free trial, go to comichouse.com. Anyway. Slick as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was... <laughs> that is Saf. That's Top what, that is S A F. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully one day. I mean, it's been enough years to do yeah. sponsorship ads that we might get one done properly. I mean, do you think if we actually just wrote like a proper script and read it, it do you think it'd just sound weird? We should do just like lose. an acted one. Do you remember when we did that advert for Avery Hill? Oh, right. Okay. We should do yeah. another one of them, shouldn't we? Okay. Okay. I'll write a script. Like that. I'll, okay. I'll write a script. Okay. And we're, that yeah. was the best. Yeah. And we all threw ourselves into the acting in that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried our best. Tried yeah. acting our little hearts out. Yeah. I worked on my character for ages on that one. <laughs> I lived, I lived as that person for three days. <laughs> I can't break character. Can't break character. I, yeah. I, I, I will yeah. say one thing though. You know, in terms of like, you know, when we're when we're comic creating comics or creating characters and stuff, sometimes you have to get into the mindset of a character, haven't you? Or, mm. In some yeah. sort of way, even if you're writing a that man book. only ate cabbage, and I shit my pants for three days because I only <laughs> ate cabbage. Yeah, go keep it real. Yeah, cabbage, cabbage, and peanuts. But um, <laughs> to truly get into the mind of the sort of character that we're going to talk about this. Week. I know he's going somewhere this. I just want to keep, yes. you know, ripping <laughs> yeah. into him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to get into the mind of the sort of character we're talking about this week, probably to some people think, you, you think, oh, that's easy. But it's probably not as easy as you think. Because when What's it comes happening? to What's the, the mighty barbarians of this world, they are not always just the idiots with big swords. I kind of like that some of them are, though, to be fair. There's, yeah. a, pl- there's a place for all of them, isn't there? Really? Yeah. But um, mm. but throughout the years, though they have been a staple of the fantasy genre, um, they are a classic character template, for want of a better word. And this week, we're going to just focus a little bit of attention on, on those characters who there's usually a bit of blood, a bit of carnage, and... Uh, yeah, how else? How else can we talk about this week's topic, gents? Well, we got we got a reason for it, haven't we? And yes, we do indeed. It, did you want to say, Dan? Yes, twenty second of January, nineteen oh six. Robert E. Howard, uh, creator of Conan, uh, Red Sonia, and Solomon Kane, was born. Yeah, and it brings us neatly round to uh, our topic of barbarism, barbarians in comics. Yeah, uh, and we're going to try and talk about. Uh, other barbarians we're not, we're not apart from Conan. We're not going to try. We're, you know, I think we're going we to will do... talk about other barbarians we're apart gonna, from we're, Conan. We're going to talk yeah. about 
Well, it was a, we can talk about Conan, but what I, I posed you guys the question was: I said, "Tell me your favourite barbarian," but you're not allowed to say, say Conan because it felt yeah. like a bit on the nose. But I think we probably can talk about him a bit, can't we? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Got you. Got to touch on uh, Conan. I, mean, well, I was going to ask I, you. I think, I think we could. We could in some way after Dan's asked this question, we can. We can start get Conan out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that and then move on from there. But Dan, I'm a big Conan right? fan. I think he's a great character. Mm. What defines a barbarian? What? How, yeah, that's the question. What is it? What is a barbarian? I think there's almost two strands to fiction in this area. You've got fantasy, and you've also got sword and sorcery. Mm. Yeah. I think sword and sorcery is almost a separate strand of um, a genre. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, looking into it the other day, because people credit Howard as being the first sword and sorcerer writer, don't they? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until now I read this this morning, so I think I'm right when I said it. it was it was in a letter written from Roger Zelazny to Michael Moorcock where he quoted that as a, an area of writing. So that's where okay. it stems from, and it really took for me. It really took off post the first Conan movie, which is when um, all, we got all the Conan ripoffs, didn't we? Yeah. God, you know, yeah. There's just so many Italian films. That's it. Of, yeah, your and all these sort of things. Yeah. They just threw themselves into it, didn't they? Because um, it's relatively cheap. What you need is like a dude that's pretty built up, built not jacked, wearing loincloth and a sword and going around in a wood. Yeah, and you got a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had the sword and the sorcerer, and we even had like Beastmaster and this sort of thing, didn't we? As yeah. Well, you know, and then occasionally it does stray into fantasy comics. I think mm. because a, in a you know a typical sort of fantasy story, there will often be a barbarian there as well, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's and certainly, certainly that that sort of template as well. You know, before um, it was it was popular with gaming and you know and, and in in literature before it before it crossed into that multimedia world, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think I, I think the the Conan the Destroyer is a is a wonderful example of that how that sort of exploded onto the scene you know and if you just take the vhs films <laughs> that came yeah. after then all those other those rip-offs um but of course like comics you know the conan character was he's a legacy yeah. character in a lot of ways i mean the 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 basis for the word barbarian um and i'm i'm not going to pull this out of my brain this is from the internet um, right. In ancient times, it's a member of a people not belonging to one of the great civilizations. So, someone who's perceived to be either uncivilized or primitive. That was the that for one of the, that's the sort of almost a scientific term. So, like the bar- barbarians at the gates, and you know, yeah, we've got yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and that's why, like, someone who's like, if you have a barbaric sort of behavior, it's usually savage, primitive, uncivilized. It's just something. I that, mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah, like, have you been to Croydon? Yes. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like yeah. if you're in Rome looking out and you're like, well, everyone else is fucking barbarians and savages. Yeah. And yeah. well, I think they did think that, didn't they? Yeah, you know, yeah. They, yeah, especially you know in, in Britain and you know the Celts and all that sort of thing as well, the Picts and yeah, you know these these sort of creatures. And and, and, and a lot, well, like I think when um the creation of like character, you know, barbarian characters is very much taking those tropes of what people think and just distilling them down to almost to characters that are pure action because a, a barbarian a barbarian character is pretty much tailor-made for the sequential medium because, yeah. because of the nature of them because 
uh, how many how many barbarian or char characters or comics can you think of that are usually it's a it's a dialogue comic all the way through do you know what I mean? It's a sit sit down in a coffee shop. We're going to discuss our feelings. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> very, very talk about the cat. Yeah, that's, talk about that's one of the good. Yeah. yeah, the good things about Conan. He's he's stripped away from civilization, and the contrast in the books, at least, is often brought up that when he's in civilization and around people, he's, he's not. Yeah. yeah, he's not really in his element. But when it's kind of like just man shit going down, hacking people yeah. up, and yeah. well, that's interesting, ladies. Yeah, yeah, macking on birds. But the yeah. well, you, you, funny you say you put it that way, <laughs> Dan. Is uh, to me, and let me let me play devil's advocate here just for a second. Mm -hmm. I think fantasy as a genre is um, cross um, it, men and women like it, but I think sword and sorcery, aka stuff like Conan, Barbara, you know, King Cull, this sort of thing, is more blokey. Am I right? In Agree. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think I think it's certainly been it has those broader strokes, and I think because it's um, in some ways it's it's seen as that. You know, if you could see, if you could take character templates and just strip them down to their basics, do you know what I mean? You know, um, the barbarian or those sort of characters are definitely don't think much, hit things hard. Yeah. So you know, there's. You, they don't seem like a very layered characters, and I, I, I think very much like in the past that, and and they're very much aimed towards that sort of male orientated audience. Yeah, they always they were. That's who Robert yeah. E. Howard was writing for. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, weird tales yeah. was aimed yeah. at. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, you know, and like you say, when you when you know your audience and you write towards them, you know, they they like the blood, the gore, and the action. Much like, you know, when we had the toys in the eighties. Look, the li the little. The yeah, the He-Man. He-Man's essentially. The little lads yeah. will like this. This is this is for little girls. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. know, you watch these toy documentaries and it's it's so fascinating how these companies but don't, aim these things as well. But but don't allow people or that people to have an opinion that they are badly written. And okay. the the case no. I'll make around this is I actually think Robert E. Howard is a very good writer. Agreed. Right? Mm. Now, he's perhaps not as in vogue as some writers, but if you look at the fact that one of the persons he most identified with and communicated with throughout his writing life was Lovecraft. Yeah. Now there is this theory, isn't there, that he and Lovecraft swapped stories. Mm -hmm. um, so Lovecraft wrote, I think it's a Conan story, and he wrote a story for Lovecraft, and it's never been revealed which, which it was, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, and Lovecraft is beloved by, you know, the current generation of writers, but Howard not quite so much. Mm -hmm. um, but they, if you read, I read, I read um, the first Solomon Kane story today, and it is fucking incredibly well written. Yeah, it really is really evocative. I've recently reread all the Conans by right. Robert E. Howard, and I could not tell you which, if any of those were written by uh, Lovecraft, because many of the stories have Lovecraftian yeah, elements where yeah. Conan's up against some kind of outer worldly thing I mean, that's completely out of his Stygian gods, real house. basically, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 And it's not just, oh, Conan goes around, hacks people up, here's a, here's a bird he gets hold of. There's usually like, <laughs> there's multiple characters and plot lines yeah. and threads going through these stories and usually uh it robert e howard lays out these stories and then conan's dropped in it like a, a pebble in the pond yeah and yeah. he kind of like disrupts everything they one of the are... one of the attractions i had to it was the fact that it's life is so cheap you know mm -hmm. back then there there is a real um danger of people dying and you know just the worst things happening that you didn't get in other sort of stories you know 
Mm. Um, and, that, and that's why I preferred it so much. I, I, I've, I, I'm a big fan of it, but Conan was one of Howard's later creations. I mean, Cull, I think Cull, it was, I think it was either Cull or Solomon Kane that he wrote first, but okay. Cull, that, Cull that got published first um, in yeah. a, a story called Shadow Kingdom, which is incredibly well done. I've never read uh, any Cole. Hmm. I should rectify that. Hmm. Was Cole Conan's ancestor? Is that correct? He, he was, was from yeah. Around? Well, it was from no. He was from the country that King Conan ends up ruling, wasn't he? Is that is Aquilonia? Aquilonia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Solomon Kane. If you read the first Solomon Kane story, it's basically a Punisher story. So he, he meets this this young girl, this, this sort of child who's been raped by this Spaniard, and he he basically travels across the world until he kills him. Mm. Solomon yeah. Kane is like this sort of Punisher style force of nature. Solomon Kane is, is very much that, that's when's that set? That's set in a that's not like a barbarian story, is it? No, he's um it's he's like, um, um what do you call it? Um religious. Yeah, it's around the time that I always think it is that sort of witchfinder general kind of uh, time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, but but Howard's most popular books were his um his boxing books. He did a, a series of books on a bloke called Sailor Seat, Steve Costigan. Um, and because um, he was actually a really good boxer, Howard as well, and he really this got is all boxing. news to me, man. This is great. Yeah, yeah I've never heard any of this. Yeah, stuff. And he did, he did a, a series of books, and they and they made made a lot of money, you know, for him. Yeah, and were you know very popular. Um, and, but the other the other, I mean, there's he, people sort of forget that he did all this other stuff. I mean, Red Sonia was almost like a side character, wasn't she? And, and very yeah. much not like the the character we see in the Earth. But you got Bram McMorn as well. Um, there's some really good stuff in there. I think you know. Yeah, and and like you know, it's obviously a, a strong enough sort of character or, or range of characters that that people have been taking from for decades and decades. Oh man, decades. I th- I genuinely think the Conan comics if are the most consistent set of comics mm. ever made. I think you're more likely to have a good fun read picking a Conan Conan comic up than any other comic, I think. So sure there's some I would, dodgy I would ones. say like when you go to a comic mart or something like that and you pick up a, mm. just a, a one a one off sort of Conan issue, it's great fun. I I, yeah. I found one recently and I just picked out a flick for it. Um usually, you know, it's um classic John Buscema, probably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know when Conan had that little gold helmet on the top it's got like that little. Is it the one with the two oh. horns? Is it gold? Yes. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's probably taken on some cult at the same at the time. That's usually what it is. Like some snake god cult tries to take him out, and he has a. Yeah. Oh no! I think this one was um, a cursed tomb. No, so you <laughs> yeah. Got, you got all that. He's thieving stuff, but... in or something. Yeah. 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 But I think also that character then influent was also one of the influences for one of the great archetypes for storytelling in general not just comics but i think comics mm. is used a, a lot the sort of lone traveler yes that yeah it's a know, samurai just, isn't it yeah yeah it yeah. travels from place to place um you don't know to you know they they don't ha- have any massive things to hold them anywhere like the like that 80s show the littlest hobo about that dog that went from town <laughs> to town um but you know like characters like wolverine you know, as as much as yeah. you know, that leads down to that in some sort of way. There, there is, there are threads of those sort of characters going everywhere. You know, the lone badass that goes everywhere, that is like, yeah. oh, no one messes with them. Um, but also, Conan had the, as well as being that, he was a thief, a pirate. He oh was yeah, a king. Yeah, he was like, you know, that's the layers to it, isn't it? 
you know, they despise magic. You know, yeah. these, these themes, I think they really are classic themes. Yeah. And, and mm. he's just that character that you recognise immediately as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can be in anything. I mean, I fucking hate the fact he's in the Avengers, even though he is, you know. But he can, he can be in any sense. setting and you'll yeah. just recognise him, won't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those character sort of types, very much like it's the shorthand. He's become a shorthand. Uh, yeah, you know, characters like a Wolverine have it. You know, a Hellboy has it. You know, any of these sort of characters are like, oh yeah, that's like, that's like Conan, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, which sometimes a creator is like, oh, because you're striving to get away from the influences that you that you clearly have. Would, but would you class Conan as an antihero? Yeah, yeah. People, I think some people would. I mean, I I, I actually admire him. You know, they're, they're, he's very heroic at times, isn't he? He does stand up. Yeah, definitely. The yeah. little guy yeah. and stuff. But he is a thief. You know, he's a pirate. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and, he's, yeah. He's... and he's also, like, just sometimes ruthless in his own way. Yeah. yeah. And he's, uh, you know, and you don't think of heroes in the in the larger sense being ruthless. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame yeah. that that's the way. I, I, I mean, I think he's a hero. I, yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. 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 He's yeah. the hero of the story. And, you know, going back to something you, you said as well, Dan, it's like, He's another character that is a wonderful sort of avatar for the for a reader. Mm. I, I'm I'm thinking more in prose here, like like the original sort of books and stuff, because we discover the world through him as he travels it. Which so many <clears throat> so many characters are like that. We follow this character's journey, you know, and that's how we discover what's going on that, that it's a tale as old as time that sort of and it was a great series for one-off stories you know you mm. did get a lot yeah. of one issue stories which were mm. well crafted and, and look great um yeah. the whole traveling thing actually is interesting i was reading about i forgot i was reading about that it's earlier today that he um he actually started writing conan when howard was actually he had a few he finally got paid you know a few mm. quid and he was traveling around just drinking a lot and writing mm. so there was a bit of that about um howard himself that's that's oh, okay. where it came from, maybe because he he just basically thought fuck it and went on the road. Yeah, traveling around, getting into adventures. Yeah, yeah, and he'd, he'd been a bit of a bodybuilder. He'd been a good boxer at that point, so I dare say he went around. He lived in Texas, I think, didn't he? Probably mm. traveled around America. Probably ended himself. Given into yeah rounds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, Lovecraft <laughs> called him Two Gun Bob. You know, because there was this rumor that he always had a gun on him or something, wasn't there? Well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They seem strange bedfellows. They do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. I kind of like that they. I mean, he was an autodidact, wasn't he? Howard, he taught himself to write. You know, he was. No, he was right. You know, okay. I yeah, didn't they, know that. This was all sort of self-taught stuff. Yeah, I think he dropped out university or something like that. College, yeah. just when he started getting published, it was his first. His first published work was poetry. So <laughs> that's where At he Howard. started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He started writing Again, a lot of poetry. The... Yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? Surprising. Yeah, very surprising. So, there you go. And then, he, like, he, he created um, Conan, and look where we are now. He's an Avenger. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a friend I mean, of Doctor I, I, I'm sure yeah. some of the issues are, are half decent. I'll never read Some of them are right. I'll Patrick Zurcher that... draws some of them there. But I would say, like, if you want to put uh, Conan in the Avengers, have Ares. Ares be Conan, yeah. a Conan standing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, which the he same was, character. Yeah. yeah, which is who he was. So why, why do you need Conan in there? You just pop- got not as popular, yeah. People, the Marvel. So, so, I was wondering from a sort of licensing point of view, what happens? So, all right, you know, that Marvel lost Conan, didn't they? Dark Horse for many years, mm, yeah. and then they got him back again. Well, if he's in the Avengers, 
and they lose the license again, does that mean they can't reprint those Avengers issues? Yeah, it's I'm a strange one. It probably does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, potentially. You can't have them in collections. And now we've got the Disney. Money. What yeah. is the? I thought Conan kind of went out of because uh, it's been out of print so long. Whether it is the the kind of yeah, there's some that. technicalities to it because I, I showed you those guys those um, hardbacks I bought earlier, which is a book. Yeah. I think Vince or yeah, I think it was you Vince who recommended one of them, Sumerian. Because it um, seems any yeah, Joker yeah. can put a, a Conan like print book on fucking Amazon. But I think you can't call it Conan. Can you? Right. Okay. Well, maybe just the comics. Yeah. With the comics, they've yeah, had to call this the Sumerian. The they? Sumerian. Right. I think it's a, is it a French book? It's French. I it's think a blaze, was... isn't it? I think it was a translation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I recommended the first issue of it, which is very very good. Yeah, very good actually. Yeah, really good. And also, if you buy the hardbacks, then they're not expensive. They have um, so they they do the Frost Giant's daughter, and they do all the you know the a lot of the translations, a lot of the original stories. They also have the text stories in the back of each issue as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah, which oh, is quite nice. good. Yeah. So I guess you're right there, Dan. They are, they are sort of almost like anyone can print the the prose almost, you know? Right, yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, the one I got was like, just seemed like someone had yeah. bloody typeset the book over a weekend. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's terrible. Domain, isn't it? It's like the love Yeah, oh, that's, that's you... with the terrible cover, that one. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so, uh, you know, never mind that hulking lump of sexy, violent beef that is Conan. Dan. Um... <laughs> <laughs> now, but bar- barbarians then moved in to the sort of zeitgeist and became something else, didn't they? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, technically, a lot of people claim that the first issue of Conan is the first issue of the Bronze Age in Marvel Comics. Mm. Okay. Comics. So you know, when when Conan the Barbarian hit, and is it seventy one? Seventy one. Seventy one. The um, the, with Roy Thomas, and that's where the Bronze Age begins, and you get right. so many more from that point onwards, don't you? I mean, Cerebus at one point was a Conan piss take, wasn't it? Yeah. The early issues I mean, of Cerebus yeah. were. Yeah. And that's complete, that completely changed that character, didn't it? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. The character at the end of 300 is like different to. Yeah, oh, completely. The, uh, he, but yeah. he did at the start, he did have a little Conan helmet as well, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. That said, the Teenage Ninja Turtles were a, a piss take of Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, they were. And then that, yeah. that completely, it looks like they, look at them now. Yeah. That completely yeah. missed. I did not get that at all when I was reading both those comics. Right. Okay. I didn't realize that. I don't know. I don't know when you were keyed into that, but that was years down the line for me. I do right. remember like the canister hitting the boy on the head, and I was like, "That's, that's just like Daredevil. That's a bit weird." <laughs> but uh, yeah. <clears throat> so well, Daredevil's just a, a teenage mutant ninja turtle to rip off, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so where are we with the barbarians now? You know. Because well, have you got a, a, a personal fave? Like, yeah, let's your, do faves. So we, 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 go to? we had a chat, didn't we? So let's do a favourite, but you can't mention, you can't say Conan. So we can do that, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. So who wants to go first? V, do you want to go first? Well, yeah, I'd say when we was looking at the broad terms of it, I think yeah. uh, Guts or Gats from Berserk would be definitely classed as a barbarian. Yeah, that's true. It's just just yeah. a, a fucking heartless swordsman that travels around getting up to shit. Uh, definitely, like he's got that kind of cold streak going on for him. If it's going to kind of like more, gone. Forgive me for asking. I've read the first volume. Is it? Is it? It's not present day, is it? No, it's kind of set in kind of like a bit of a nebulous time where it's kind of, uh, it's sort of a fictional country, but but not. Yeah. It, it feels like it's in kind of like a medieval Europe. Okay, uh, All right. we get like, like sort of knights and lords and barons. 
kind of like fighting out for land and uh it's an odd one it's kind of like it got a timeless quality to it but there's kind of like architecture and and stuff that kind of grounds it yeah it's not i I couldn't call it like sword and sorcery but it's not like high fantasy it's kind of a world that that uh the author's like made and everything lives in there if you know what i mean it's not referencing too much else there's no like dragons and Mm. orcs and stuff like that in it uh if i was going to get more classic uh barbarian i'd probably have to go for grow i fucking love grow yeah love grow man yeah yeah yeah. that was one of my conan isn't it in a way yeah Mm. that was one of my first like the the american size comics when i started like making the transition from like beano dandy transformers all that like the bigger size i was getting grew that was like one of the kind of like the, the the gateways into the american stuff i was reading all the time when that came out so there was think, um they had like um a, a newsstand distribution of a sort of, was it epic at that time yeah it was like almost like a, um a, a normal paper grew version which i don't know whether it was a reprint or not but i remember it being just like packed with jokes um, and you could read it. You could read it for hours. And he had that dog with him, didn't he? But it was Mark Evanier and Sergio Aragonis, wasn't it? Who did that? Yeah, was it Ruffato? Ruffato, Ruffato, the dog. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the, the pages were like it was like him with an entire page of people fighting, and he was like slaughtering his way through. It was just great, like the the the, the artwork and just the, the the moral stories and the sort of little lessons. I always remember this one where like. Uh, there's a rumor in this town that like Gru's coming. So someone That's starts shitting themselves and then they, someone like they all get worked up. And by the end of the, 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 the thing, they've all kind of like double crossed and wound each other up to the point where the town's like an absolute anarchy. And then the very last panel there's like Gru walking around the corner <laughs> and it's just, he hasn't actually set foot in the, the village, but it's caused like all this uh, ruin and upset. And that's essentially what the character was, wasn't he? Like just yeah. an agent, an, an unwitting agent of chaos and just would just mash everything up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great character. It played a little bit on the fact that Conan's stupid as well, didn't it? There was a little bit of yeah. about that, I think. He, yeah. he like grew was beyond stupid. It was it's almost like it'd been lobotomized. Like it just There was a Gru he, Conan comic, wasn't there, a few years ago? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that play out? Did he get All it? Right, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. I, know, I read the Groove Tarzan, which came out recently, and that was good. But that was like, done by two artists. Okay. Um, Tom Yates, I think, did the other bit of it. But yeah. yeah so he's if we're going. talking about the, the person who's most skilled with the sword, I don't think I'd put many people past Groove. Yeah. He's the fucking beast. I mean, that's the only thing he was actually any good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, V? Um... I think for me, there's so many great characters, but the one that's um, really struck a nerve with me uh, is a more recent one, and that's um, Owen the Barbarian from Barbaric. It just sort of like, oh, yeah. it sort of ticks all the boxes for what I want to see in a Barbarian tale. And it is very, very much influenced by Conan and all the great sort of like, you know, the fantasy stuff, fantasy writing that has come before. You know, you've got swords, sorcery, necromancers, giants, snakes gods and all kinds of stuff um and it wears it on its sleeve but that character but with the twist of like the the magical or cursed axe do you know what i mean because i think it doesn't cut it just to have um your take on conan there 
you, yeah, you've got to do something you different. You've yeah. got to do something different. They should always be you're, something you're, different. You've forever got the fingerprint of Conan on as soon as you start writing yeah. uh, Sword yeah. and Sorcery book, haven't you? And you've really got to try and work another way yeah. of doing it, haven't you, I think? Yeah, as soon as you say, this character's a barbarian, bam. The, the, whoever you've said that to immediately thinks of Conan. That's, the, yeah. strength, that's yeah. the strength of that legacy character. Unless you're just a 2000 AD fan and you think of Slain. Yes. That's all I'll say. Because he's their barbarian, isn't he? You're not 2008 fans. Yeah, like, Slane's kind of gone beyond yeah. as well. That's like a whole the, the the level of kind of writing and craftsmanship in Slane and the storytelling. Oh, incredible! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, fantastic. sorry, you're going to say? I mean, sorry. that 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 that, to say, that barbaric is turning up on a lot of favourite lists of this of last year. To be honest, yeah, you know, it really and I, I, you know, I absolutely love it. But it's one like as soon as you see the synopsis for issue one, oh, in the barbarian, and like like. Uh, Michael Morisi knows exactly what he's doing, and yeah. when, when he's writing, it's like, yeah, you know what you're in for. And the book is very much sort of like, we're not fucking about with you here. You, you want this, you know, you want to see this stuff. So that's what this comic's gonna give you, and that's why it was such a hit with me because I was like, yes, just, just fucking, you know, it's like the, like the media that we want. They just it just glorifies itself with like, yes, I'm just a violent, over the top, don't give a fuck fantasy book about a barbarian cutting people to shreds because sometimes that's what you want you know i mean there's a time for introspection there's a time for wondering right i'm a barbarian but what am what am i truly nah yeah. fuck that no we want to see people get their heads yeah exactly yeah. yeah i don't know i'm talking to the cat yeah the um <laughs> <laughs> there's some um suggestions made by listeners um yep. i think you oh yeah there, didn't you when you guys um thread by carl critchlow what a hilarious series of stories about a pea-brained barbarian, they are, says uh, Rich Chief. It's good. Um, Mega City Book Club, Eamon has said, grew the wanderer. Um, uh, Cliff, here you go. No questions, but I'd like to credit Jester Diablo's Black as being one of the most original sword and sorcery barbarian <laughs> tales I've read in a long time. Art story, sharing it through Instagram, very cool. There you go. There you go. Very kind, yeah. Cliff. Too kind. Yeah. Too kind. Too right. Um, William Hazel says, Roy Thomas and Barry Windsor Smith's adaption of Red Nails. So, yeah, that is incredible. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Tim Conrad's Almeric, and of course Richard Corbin's parody Den. Corbin is the Don, um, and then Peter Montgomery has said Kurt Busiek writing on Conan remains a high point for him, and he is Kurt did write some great Conan. As did as did Timothy Truman actually. When when did that Ever. happen? When did um, Kurt as a Dark Busiek. Horse? Was that a, da- was, a Dark Horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's good stuff. Dark Horse did a lot of good Conan books, actually. Yeah. And they really and, did. And, and I do think by the time they, they... had him for two decades or so, didn't they? Didn't they it was a long, long time. And I think by the time they got it, Marvel had kind of dropped the ball a bit on Conan. It was all a bit, you know, okay. the, the high points of Barry Windsor Smith and um, John Buscema had long gone by that point. And it, it had gone a bit 90s for a bit, you know. Oh, dear. I enjoying it that much. But yeah, yeah, there's some of mine. Um, a couple of worthy mentions I thought you might want to say something about so tell me if i'm right if this is um a barbarian book or not um eternal warrior yeah i think he is yeah Yeah, that's yeah i mean it's sort of like a barbarian book that's brought into that superior world successfully yeah i think it's exo yeah that's the other one i've got here mate yeah 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 because he is a warlord isn't he yeah you know yeah It's a barbarian meets Iron Man kind of concept, really. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually Conan in Iron Man armor, isn't it? That's yeah. what I always thought that about that. Yeah. Um, Battle Pug. Yeah, okay. I still, need, I still yeah. need to read that. I still need to read that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Kill Raven. Yes. That's so it's just in the future, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah. He's a 
you know, he's been in a, a fighting pit, he's escaped, and he's fighting the Martians, sort of thing. Um, do you, I mean, do you think I, a barbarian is is? Um, I mean, a lot of people just drop it into that fiction. You know, it's, it's fantasy, sort of fictional, medieval times, or whatever that that sort of thing is. Do you think a, a lot of people don't push? push it to like a futuristic barbarians and stuff like that do you think there should be more stuff like that i know of particular i know of one oh, yeah atomic, atomic hercules Her- yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, 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 setting him up for that <laughs> um but i think the, the setting is something i would consider is it a barbarian thing so if it was a barbarian but it was in the court of king arthur i would say i'm not sure hmm. you know yeah is it arthurian legend there, there's certain settings where i would say it's probably not but I think like the the apocalyptic futures are fine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. it's a strange one because if you yeah. you would frame in a story like story with Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and you drop the barbarian in, it's like well, it's not the best place to have that kind of story it, yeah. setting. You know what I mean? It's not the right place to explore it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, what was that one? I think you recommended it, Vince, about the Berserker. Is it a Jeff Lemire book? Was it um, Berserker Unbound? Is that right? You know the one about the, the barbarian who lands in an American city? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. By Lemire. Yeah, it was Lemire, Lemire yeah. somebody yeah, else. Brown, yeah. Because he dropped in, the, in modern day, wasn't he? Modern day New York, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. There are elements of bone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. a weird one. Yeah. yeah. Bone's a world where there's a barbarian somewhere in that world. Just you yeah, there see is. Him. You don't see yeah. it. But, uh, you know, but the, you can, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of world that they live in and that, that kind of thing. It's weird because mostly I think of, you know, the Conan books as being Marvel books, but DC did have quite a few going at the time. So you had Arak, Son of Thunder, as he called. Hmm. Um, you had Arian, Lord of Atlantis, which had barbarians in it. Um, you had Sword of the Atom. Did you ever read that, guys? No, no, I don't know that one. So it's all a bit contrived, but the Atom ends up in somewhere like near the Amazon or something. And in K- he shrinks down and, and, and finds like an alien race. And he, it's called Sword of the Atom, and he basically becomes a barbarian in that environment. Ah, um, uh, okay. It's quite good. Yeah, it's um, Gil Kendra. It actually looks good. Um, one of the other ones, Elric. Yes or no? What do you think? I'm not, I'm not too familiar with it, so I couldn't say mm. either way. Yeah. You, so you would, there's, there's more of a fan... It's all a bit goth fantasy, but there is a, a barbarian element to it, maybe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you were saying uh, warlords, right? That's see, that's another different play on the the kind of the the thing, isn't it? Because he's a yeah. someone from the future or of world. Is that right? He's, he comes oh, he, in a, a craft. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, because that that was going to be my one. So okay, the warlord, go for it. which is yeah. Um, I was going to go kill Raven, but I've talked about kill Raven loads, so I thought I'd go for something that you know I haven't talked about much. And it's um, it's it's actually not that easy to find unless you're in a um, convention or a comic mark because there's only two issues on comicsology of this series which ran for fucking oh. years i think it's outrageous um so warlord um r- written and drawn by mike grell uh first issue was special uh first issue special number eight and then he got his own series um and it was mike grell's baby for years and years and you actually see mike grell's style change as it goes on he goes from being the guy who used to drew draw the legion to the guy who you know would draw the longbow hunters, and you see that that style. I mean, I love the longbow hunters. I don't think gets enough credit as one of the big books around the Watchmen time, you know. Um, but it's very Edgar Rice Burroughs. So it's, he's a pilot who um, crashes into the earth, and what he's in is essentially Pellucidor, 
Police to die. If you know, you know that this mm. um, journey to the Earth's core. You know that sort yes. of area. Yes. It's a bit like that, um, <clears throat> and it's it's a bit a bit of a weird one because it's a bit Spartacus. So he's this pilot who crash lands. For anyone who doesn't know what he looks like, if you remember what Green Arrow looks like with the beard and the blonde hair, yeah. he basically looks like that but with white hair, and he wears this sort of feathered headdress thing, um, and he he ends up getting put into. Um, the fighting pits in like kill raven so it's a bit spartacus um he does have a habit of being crucified or you know pseudo crucified occasionally especially in the first five issues i think it happens twice <clears throat> so there's a bit of this sort of weird jesus thing going on with it as well um and it's called scartarus um and his name is travis morgan he's a vietnam vet who's now sort of test pilot and his plane crashes and he just stays there uh, 133 issues um, and then there's been a few other sort of shorter runs since then where they've tried to get it going again um, Bart Sears drew some of them actually in volume 3 um, and it's one of the first DC books I remember seeing that had these like really really impressive double page spreads every so often um, and this the, the the city under the earth mm. you know was was massive and he was always in the snow region or you know it was in villages fighting you know dinosaurs and all this sort of thing um i think it was based on grell himself because he was sporting a goatee at the time um and it's just i really loved it it's, it's just just consistent it's like a pulp book mm. but a comic basically that sort of goes around a bit in circles yeah. um, so is that yeah. a, bit of a bit of a self-insert you reckon i think so yeah maybe yeah he's a bit of um i think he's a, <laughs> if, you, if you follow Mike Grell, he does a lot of archery and all this sort of thing, doesn't he? I think. Oh right, okay. When I met him Fair at enough. London Super Comic Con, he was telling me all about it. So I think he's kind of into sort of old school weaponry and that sort of thing. Mm. So that's quite interesting. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's another one where you can just grab a single issue and it's just fun to read. Yeah. Um. There's no there's no sort of huge thing. But I suppose not kids now because this is from ages ago as well. But a more more recent generations probably remember him from. Is it Justice League Unlimited? Was that the name of it? Where they introduced all the different characters? Yeah, could well be. I didn't see. I don't know if he was in it or not. But yeah, that, and was, they, they, that was a series. They go to Scartarus in it, and he's got his own little episode about him. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's a favourite one. Yeah, you can get a showcase if you can find it, mm. or you can just get the issues for twenty, you know, twenty five p or something at a convention. They're not expensive. Yeah. Uh, as a broader subject, why do you think that kind of I- the idea of kind of like a, a, a lone figure sort of on their travels? What, why why does that kind of resonate with people so much? I think it's an easy thing to write as well, man. Like, yeah. That's why I enjoy writing Hercules. And I don't know if you found that this with Blackfins, but there's no weight of responsibility of other characters and settings and stuff. They can be yeah, anywhere yeah, and just yeah. be them, you know. Yeah. You, you, um, you create um, a myriad of characters. If you if you have a huge sort of um, cast of characters to begin with, then then those other characters' motivations and eventual backstories and all of this lore um, takes up more of your mind space. Whereas if you if the, the basic principle of one character follow them, this is the world will be what what it will be as this as this goes along. I think it's it's an it's a fun thing to write that that yeah. sing that singular mm. vision that singular thought think thought process, and um, I think with with those sort of characters though, um, 
they they had they've been given this sort of this trope of not you know because of, they're all about the fighting they're not necessarily all about the thinking um yeah. so it's it's born about and i think a lot of writers in order to to get to sort of you know really itch those those writing things the, the barbarian genre le- lends itself to the poetic narrative you know that sort of like as they stared over the yeah, it's a saga, isn't it? It yeah, refers yeah. back to yeah, that sort of yeah. Viking saga thing, yeah, doesn't it? In yeah. a way, you know, this sort of legendary journey of this warrior, you know, which is yeah. which ties all the way back to um, things like you know Beowulf. You know, mm, the, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, the original, you know, badass wanders in to do something. You know, that's the OG before everything else. Mm. You know, in in just in literature in general, isn't it? Really, <laughs> you know, if you, if you think about Beowulf, but you know, you, if you take that. That's a barbarian character that's turned up to do these things, and you know, I mean, I know, I know there's lots of different interpretations and lots of things going on to it. But that, back to what you were t- saying earlier, Tony, about poetry, that was a poem. That's a, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's true. Stories told. There's a lot of this. I mean, the sagas are written in verses and stuff. A lot of them, aren't yeah. They? You know, and I think so. a lot of barbarians. Sorry to interrupt, Tony. Like a lot of the um, hmm. barbarian stuff, which I think is Howard took it to that sort of the sand and the sandals um sort of that sort of um yeah which is what the movies are called sand and sandals aren't they yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um but it seems to be it's 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 sort of not gone back around but i think now we're at a wonderful place where there's so many different um places in the world to take from i mean i i see like especially over the past decade a lot of a lot of nordic stuff come back yeah there has in, been isn't there come back in yeah. i mean there's a there's a um one of the books um i talked about a long time ago barbarian lord by matt smith fantastic book very much uh you know someone having fun with um as he as he said when he looked up it's it's he's got the unvarnished tone of icelandic sagas and the designs of 1980s barbarian cartoons it's you know so there's there's drawn influences so you've got and we got that you got thorgal yeah yeah, Orgel's like what, like fifty volumes now, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. and obviously the hugely popular Headlopper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're now sort of the world Northlanders. Of, yeah, know, the world of folklore is is bleeding back into it, isn't it? Like Vikings and you know, and just but do that. You, do you think then? Let me pose you this question then. Do you think the reason we like it is because we'd quite like to be that person? You know, traveling across the country, we don't have to worry about our car tax or, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's certainly like an appeal like that, that kind of yeah. fantasy of like you're out on your own, like the world's your oyster. Yeah, wenches, uh, murdering get... people who you don't like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you without. Can... Yeah. I, but I... It's, it's... Go on, Dan. Go on, Vin. If it like that time of, it's kind of like the, the, the time of like fable and myth of good and evil when there's a clear good and bad and... Uh, a, a man can make his way in the world through the force of his will and might. Whereas, yeah. like today, it's a bit more nebulous. There's no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a huge fan of this sort of this character mold. Um, no matter who they are, you know that their legend precedes them, and they are mm. a, a, the force of nature character. And uh, from barbarians to you know, samurais to, I don't know, secret agents and things like that. Even the West, even Western yeah, characters are a yeah. bit like that. I, I've got a soft yeah. spot for, you know that this this character's a badass and they actually deliver, they deliver on that. They're just a fucking force of nature and if you cross them, that's it. 
Um, I, you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. That's why, you know, sometimes when I watch a film like The Equalizer, I want to see Denzel Washington just fuck up some fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but do you think this is? I mean, I I wrote Atomic Hercules as a um, a satire on modern society because mm-hmm. I wanted a character that just did not give a fuck. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I think that you know the the touchy feely you know world that sometimes we are unfortunately are exposed to about people oh you can't murder people in comics yeah, yeah. you know so this is the ultimate opposite of that isn't it yeah you know which i kind of like yeah this is like the, the you know the, the seat belts are off with these characters yeah. which you can you can just mm. do what you like with them yeah yeah um and i i think you know to write these sort of characters it, these characters exist in a sort of like that their, their take on the world is a lot simpler they they look they look at black and whites they don't you know they're not going to spend fucking forty minutes thinking about what they're going to. The practical, quick to action, you yeah, know, men, aren't they? That's one of Mostly the big things. Men. Like, there's the odd female, isn't there? You know, there's um, Geeta about that's the thing about Conan, Sonia isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he saw like injustice or something going down, where like other characters in the story, because they're kind of civilized, they were like, "Well, we can't do that," but he would just literally act, yeah, and mm-hmm. cut something down. You're like, "Fucking hell, yeah, can't do that." Yeah, and, and, and that's Robert, Robert Howard wrote that into a lot of his books. Um, yeah. You know that that just practical, just just strike. You yeah. know, you don't think about it. You know, yeah. no one's yeah. going to come and like this. You know, the Crown Prosecution Service is not going to chase you for you know sorting someone through the head. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, they just did it, didn't they? I, yeah. I think Conan cuts down a couple of people that just take the piss out of him. Yeah, but like everyone, everyone makes everyone laugh at him, and then they suddenly realise that they've fucked off someone who would just butch to them. And yeah, I was reading a night sleep over it. I was reading a cold book today, and he's he just impulse killed this bloke because he suspected he was part snake person. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like literally zero proof. He turned out he was right, but he just fucking stuck his sword through. Him. Be, he didn't like. You know, if he wasn't, if he's like, oh well, we weren't certain, was he? You yeah, know, there was no yeah. sort of test Could for it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's a, there is also like the elements of these characters are not so completely stupid. Like if they if they do fuck up, it's like. Right, we better leave this town. Right, I'm off. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they just yeah. hop for you know, it off because they get in trouble. They, you know, all these characters, they they always they're constantly in trouble, aren't they? They they get in the hot water, they're in over their head, or you know, they've taken mercenary work, and all of a sudden it's like fuck's sake. I mean, it's <laughs> often stories when they 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 start the story and they're in chains or they've been yeah. caught yeah. or yeah, they're they're something. rowing a ship or something yeah. like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think as well. I think we. We often, I think the standard of art on a lot of these books has been really good. Yeah. You know, mm. we've had, you know, Richard Corbin or we've had um, Barry Windsor Smith. Yes. You know, they're, they're, and they're, they're some of the um, the uh, Sumerian books are just beautiful. You know, I remember reading those, Vince, and they're just beautiful books. It's actually some of the Elric yeah. books, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think um, the a lot thoughtful, of these are artists as stuff. well that are just absolutely just in inspired by some of those classic fantasy artists from like you know the 70s and 80s and stuff yeah you know the people that were brought up oh. on all of this stuff like chris achilios and, and things like that brought up on artwork like that and now they're making they're doing sequentials out of stuff like this oh and the covers of a lot of um savage sword so for people that know savage sword of conan was the black and white magazine version of the conan but because it was a magazine sized in black and white they could get away with showing tits and you know more violence and mm. stuff like that and that, mm. the covers were those. I remember as a kid thinking, fucking hell, they are amazing mm. covers. They're like paperback novels, you know, like Frank Frazetta covers of a novel, yeah. you know, they're that, they're that quality. In fact, that's what inspired um, um, who did Marvel's uh, Alex Ross to 
um, do Marvels and do Kingdom Come because he said, I wish all comics looked the same outside like Savage Sword of Conan does inside. Yeah. Which is the reason he painted the interiors because the covers of these were just in, the same as a lot of the paperbacks that were coming out at the time. A lot of the sword and sorcery paperbacks we were buying up like crazy people at the time, you know, just had amazing covers. And then you got to them, you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, they just, we, we were buying them straight off the shelves like that. You know? mm. Yeah. So some of the art, these, these books that we've been talking about are just incredible. Well, let me ask this then who do you think is the spearhead for sword and sorcery comics now? Who do you think is putting out the best ones? Uh, I'm woefully ignorant on this one. I don't read too many of those. I would say yeah. you're dealing with like the likes of like an Aftershock or Vault Comics or things like that. I think those sort of publishers that um, they've obviously got the creators that are hugely influenced by it, but there's okay. also a certain weight behind their publishing. Does that make sense? Okay. You know what I mean, well, let me just then throw this into the mix and Dynamite. So Dynamite yeah. is doing four, five Red Sonja books. It's doing yes, a couple yes, of... and they've been doing it. Yeah, they've been doing Red Sonja for a long time as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have a couple of John Carter books as yeah. well. Yeah, John Carter to me is is a, a barbarian. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's a sci-fi setting, isn't it? But it's a barbarian world. Mm. Um, yeah, they, I think I I like them as well. I think they've got that pulp feel to what they're doing to me. They they do do pulp comics, and, don't and they? I think I think that's the um, another big element that we haven't so much touched on. They're pulp books in the way that, mm. like, you know, the, the shadow or the spirit and things like that are, are pulp. Yeah, Doc Savage. Yeah, yeah, a, a cone, cone, you know, a, a barbarian as we know that the common conception of a barbarian is a pulpy sort of thing. It's just mm. just mm. entertainment. It's oh, they sold massive numbers. Yeah. You know, they, were, they were called pulps because they were printed on this cheap yeah, paper. Yeah. So not not loads of them survived. Yeah, I know fantasy um, books became, you know, 600 pages of, yeah. you know, you go to any Waterstones and everything's a fucking saga or a chronicle or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. And even if, you know, a lot of these books probably have like fantastic barbarians in them and stuff. But for me, they, the world of a, a barbarian is very much like, the ethos of a barbarian get in hit get out it's that it's that sort of and that was why that i think partly you know that conan was that short sharp fix wasn't it i, I think it was like yeah you know and and why why it did why it blended so well with comics because you had the 20 pages 24 pages you know to do that so a lot of them were just bam 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 it's you know it had to it had to be impactful it had to grab oh, some of the howard throat. Some of the Howard stories are like eight thousand words. Yeah, yeah, they're mm. not super long books. Yeah, yeah, they're no. mostly short stories. And it's which is the reason like... when I started reading them, I don't know if you were the same, Dan. Is I picked up those books that were partly written by Howard and partly written by people like Lynn Carter and Al Sprague de Camp and all these yeah. sort of people, yeah. you know, who just finished off stories or put their own stories in, you know, in this sort of chronolo- chronology we knew of of Hercules of um yeah of Conan, which ended up yeah. with him yeah. being king. Do yeah. you want do you want to read like an like an epic? You know, one of those. No, it doesn't work for Conan. For Conan, it doesn't, and I don't think it works no. for a lot of barbarians. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Because this is a weird way to look at it. Um, another another thing about a barbarian is the fact that you have the joy of creating the supporting characters. You know, the barbarian is the force of nature, but then they'll meet a stealthy thief. Do you know what I mean? And you have that. You have that element of it. Someone that isn't anything like yeah. a barbarian, but is the sidekick. 
Yeah, know, they'd always meet a ma- magician. There'd always yeah. be an evil magician in yeah, the mix, yeah, wouldn't yeah, there? Or like a so, crafty yeah. landlord or, you know, this I sort mean, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> to, to put it into uh, Conan the Barbarian, the, what's the second film? Uh, Destroyer. Destroyer. Yeah. They essentially just stick a load of those kind of characters next to Conan, didn't they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they did it with Red yes. Sonja as well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a lot of side yeah, characters. So, but... so you have to you have to give them a supporting cast in some way. if you're gonna have mm. a longer longer story because they they're almost I think once you start adding more characters, so having a sidekick I think is fine, fighting a magician yeah. is fine, sword and sorcery. But if you sit if you suddenly give him a uh, an elf companion and yeah. you know uh, uh, uh a dwarf companion i think then you're straying into straight fantasy mm, and then it, yeah. it takes a different dynamic for me it, well it's yeah, certainly not what i'm looking yeah. for you know no. if i'm looking for a, a barbarian comic you know um and that's when i think these massive fucking stories that go on for 40 years you know in, in 83 novels start yeah mm. like a Piers anthony and that sort of thing yeah you know? yeah um i i think yeah, because barbarians also, in their very nature, there's a certain one note to them, isn't there? Really, um, it's kind of the point, kind yeah, of the attraction yeah, exactly, for me, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, dare I say, it's part of the charm of it. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you um, want to pick it up, get in there, and you're done. There's no massive epic sweeping tale. Exactly. That goes alongside it. I, I, Conan's not trying to relive, well, kind of get over some past wrong that's been done to him. He's kind of yeah. You, he, he's they're 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 hard ones to neuter. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, for instance, like Wolverine for me, I'm just not interested anymore. I know too much about no. him. I don't. I don't. Yeah, he's too like. Mm, mm. So he's all like all that mystique and savagery is gone. So yeah. Like, well, that's what yeah. made the character interesting, and you yeah. stripped it of him. Yeah. I want so a I character who beats up a few people, kills them with his sword, sleeps with a woman who turns into a sort of sexy snake woman. All goes yeah. a bit wrong and he escapes. That's a Conan story for me. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't need to be too complicated. That's yeah. an allegory of some of your Saturday nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday night in Croydon. I, I think that was... That was <laughs> uh, fucking Croydon barbarians. Um, I think that was partly like why Barbaric was such a big hit with me because it was that almost that template. It was that sort of like you had a character, there was a sort of uh, someone who did magic that he didn't like you had a talking axe and it just went in and sort of like fight, 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 three issues boom, boom, boom. done. Yeah, they Do don't I mean? overcomplicate the main character in yeah. the same way that a lot of characters who endure like Dread, we yeah. don't have to have this complicated backstory about no. who his brother was and who his fucking mum was and you know last time he went to see his granddad, you know we don't need that with Conan, we don't need it with that but, character from but Barbara. I mean, you, underst- you understand that in Atomic Hercules, that's yeah. certainly not the case with that character. But, yeah. But I yeah, think, that's the idea. Like, 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 let's take Hercules as well. well. One of the things is because once once you've got that character down, you have that joy of the world just gets bigger. The, yeah. char- the character is the character. You can just go anywhere but, we like. But the world, yeah. the world becomes something else. And then, then you know, it's, it's your oyster, isn't it, really? You can create whatever you want, you know, because it's the constant. And I think... You know, it's a rare character. This sort of template that is the constant, because so many of them are like dealing dealing with all these issues, or they, or you know, publishers are trying to put push issues on them, or you know, but this yeah, spin off stories, spin off, oh, that's all wank. Or they, or yeah. they've got huge families, or they're worrying about all this, but this character that's like, ah, eh, fuck it, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if Conan just came across a multiverse, he'd just kill a couple of blokes and have yeah. sex with yeah. girls yeah. and leave yeah. again, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it introduces Con, uh, his cousin Connie, Connie the Barbarian, and she starts sort of taking over, taking over adventures from him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever can reconsider killing all these keep killing all these people, Conan? It's not, it's not very. I have to say that is one of the places where I would have to say no thanks if they decided to gender yeah. swap Conan. <laughs> no, this doesn't work, does it? But the thing is, we we have like you know, you got Red Sonia. Yeah, exactly. Sonya and like yeah. create create some new awesome fucking female barbarians, <laughs> like you know, the shield maiden yeah. and things like that. And I, I know yeah. I've certainly had ideas where I thought, yeah, cool female barbarian would be badass. Do you know what I mean? Just there's uh, a was it a thousand now shattering blows the webcomic. That's like oh yeah, the, there's it. One of the main characters is just a fucking an absolute chunk like a woman, absolute it fucking just, beast. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, big fighting. But also, take no also shit. a really good character. Also a fascinating, yeah, also really, really cool character. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, barbarians are one of the last bastions of just fun in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, I've said it before, but like, if you've not seen Korgoth of Barbaria, it's only a pilot. It's fucking brilliant. If you like Conan, and it's just a kind of like bit of a parody about that. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting that so many like of like when you're talking about other books as well it's an easy to parody sort of thing, oh god yeah. yeah yeah you know because of that simplistic na- nature to it isn't it i think yeah yeah um, and rip off and you yeah. had stuff like iron jaw and wolf at atlas you had thongor yeah you know these sort of characters mm. like really yeah it's just basically conan isn't it you know yeah that's uh, yeah, I don't know. They can kind of parody it to a point, but then it's kind of like, well, the other stuff's really quite fun, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. So it's yeah, you can parody it to a point, but then it's got to become its own thing, otherwise it would just burn out. To me, Conan was just like this nice sort of palate cleanser I could read. You know, mm, yeah, there was no yeah. like Secret Wars two spin off that you had to worry about, was there? You know, mm. you can uh, pick up any issue, just boom, in you go. Yeah, and then that's it. You're done. Uh, yeah, good. Yes. So quickly, uh, Vince, on Black, what's kind of, have you got further plans for carrying on the story for Black? Uh, The the Black is very much, well, there there is a lot more pages um, of of that done and the story is going to continue and keep going. Yeah, but that is, um, that is almost a storytelling experiment in, in the, the character in the, in the sort of creation, creation journey of it as much as the character, you know how the character wanders this landscape um and the reader discovers it through him and it's it's a wonderful freeing experience of just sort of like i'm not to do these sort of things it's gonna it's gonna cheapen it in some ways but um i don't have to think too much about it it's almost like there's a there's just a muscle there that i'm just sort of like i can i tap into that it's it's just fighting it's monsters it's we know there's something primal about it. It's just we're following this character walking through this landscape. You know, the, the, and are you going to keep in like a silhouette kind of style? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. point, yeah, because I, I was like, it's because I'm a big fan of like um, just that monochromatic art. Anyway. It looks like sort of shadow puppetry. Exactly, I was about to say yeah, yeah. shadow puppet type things and like. Um, and I, I love sort of like doing those arts where it's just, it looks like a big black shape, but the mind puts together what is there. Do you know what I mean? And certainly when I'm creating mm. it, sometimes I'm drawing something and I have to look back and go, 
I can see everything there, but I think other people might think that's a big blob. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I can see all the details, but a reader might not be able to see the details. So why it's, that's why it's a fascinating thing. Um, and and but the the character themselves, like this sort of this nameless sort of character going through, they were also very much. If I was to go back, I think I said it. I, I think I was telling you guys at Thought Bubble. Um, I know uh, my friend Dan sort of wrote a lot of the, like the, the dialogue and stuff. And if I was to, I won't go back and, and, and sort of retouch it. I won't George Lucas it. But for me, as I see it, the character is, they are a, a nameless, faceless, genderless, raceless. It, it's a... <clears throat> they're a temp they're almost a template i know what they are i know what they are but the reader for the reader they can be whatever they see it, it's very much but going back to the barbarian and and like that you know the fighter everyone knows what they're getting with it that I, I think hopefully when people read it they immediately will attach to it because they know that character rhythm that character flavor but it can then become the readers. It can then just be whatever they see. If they, you know, I'd love to see, you know, if someone it, you know, read black, draw a picture of what you think this character looks like. We're seeing a silhouette, but what do you? What did you see in your head when you when you saw? Yeah, them? you know, mm. um, and the characters certainly the way I've drawn them, they have no. There's no. There's no silhouette of hair. There's no nothing. They are almost spawn like in in a certain way. Um, and of course, as I'm going, as I'm going through it, I'm noodling a bit more, and like making some uh, sort of some little details here and there. It gets, but it's it's also a challenge of dealing with that white and black space and what and the negative space and what the reader thinks they see compared to what they see. But it also goes down a trippy path, which I didn't think I'd ever do in my <laughs> work. No. But there, there is a sort of like good. dealing, you know, going to places where oh, meet this creature, this happens, and then I'm just doing these pages like, well, this is a bit trippy, isn't it? <laughs> um, That's good though, man. It's yeah, a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the narrative flowing like a river, and it's. I I know there are I know there are end goals and there's cool bits they want to put in it, but I'm challenging myself as much as I'm challenging the character as they're on this journey, and. Uh, in some ways, because I I pretty much did these pages and I give them I gave them to my friend to sort of say, look, just write words on this. And when he came back and added this this very literate you know poetic language, I was like, fucking hell, this is this is another level now. And and some of the words he was doing was were almost very um, abstract and a little bit strange and out there. It had elements that of things that I knew. But his writing took me to another place as well, which was very much dreamlike. You, you know, what is real, what is not real. People, yeah. people can say, "Oh well, maybe there, maybe he's in purgatory, maybe he's not, maybe it's post-apocalyptic, maybe it could be, it could be anything." But I, I kind of know where, where it's going. But it's um, the future pages. I'm, I'm excited about some of the, the stuff coming up. Oh, um, great! I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly going to yeah. collect it. Yeah. I think, and it's good to, because of the nature of it as well, and, and the loose sort of artwork and the, people I mean, are digging it at Thought Bubble, man. Yeah, definitely. Yes, and thank yeah. you, to, thank you to everyone who has picked up a copy. I'm going to um, be putting out a shout out so you can mm-hmm. 
message me directly if you want a copy because I've got a whole load of uh, envelopes to send that I can send it out now. <laughs> I've got like sort of square envelopes, <laughs> cardboard. Yeah, that's a funny size send out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it will be uh, available five pounds plus postage. Um, so just message me if you want a copy. Uh, that's good value, man. Five pounds. Absolutely, absolutely shameless. That's yeah. a bargain. I think it was the, is, one of yeah. the best sellers of the show. Yeah. Bring mind, I bought a five pound comic from someone which still hasn't arrived yet, which is going to be tiny compared to that book, and that they they charged me five pound fucking postage. Mm. That was no, nuts. No. That one you you reviewed, uh, reviewed earlier this week was uh, it's like twenty odd pages. We had four pages of back matter. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a bit yeah, a bit presumptuous to do. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, I'd like I I like back matter, but like I'd be expecting mm. to see more in a trade than a single issue because yeah, that's yeah. really filler, isn't it? bumps yeah. that bumps the costs up, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Four pages means you could go down the size you, of printing. You should, uh, and certainly back to back to barbarians and, and what we said earlier. You know, if you've got a shorter page to run, treat it like those pulp, those pulp books, those pulp comics. Go in, get someone's attention, get out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, if you've got to give people their money's worth. Mm. Um, yeah. And and when it came to those old pulpy books or those old pulpy comics they knew they had 20 pages sometimes six pages if it was you know if it was one of those ones in an anthology and they just got to get your attention and keep you coming back um you can't yeah. wait you can't waste your time with dilly dallying be like a barbarian <laughs> be like a fucking barbarian and go in and get someone's attention get them by the fucking throat and get them to keep coming back because then you end up like Michael Morisi and, and Nathan Gooden, you end up on a lot of people's best of lists. Funny that, isn't it? Really? Don't be grabbing bar Indeed. mates, though. Well, yeah, no, that. No, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, uh, don't do it. In, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't do it on CCTV. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not going to do it, don't get caught on CCTV. Like, yeah, bloody barbarians. <laughs> uh, barbarians would actually hate CCTV, wouldn't they? They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably, probably smash it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, here's before we, before we um finish this up. Let's see if we can just have a little bit of fun here. Let's live right now. Um, just create a barbarian. Um, I would do. Um, she's a mum from Croydon. <laughs> yeah, she's got yeah. a she's got a Croydon facelift going on in her sweatpants, and she's transported back to the hyper hyperborean age. Uh, into Samaria, and she's got to put up a fight, um, and with some barbarians there. So that's, what, that's what, where I go. What, 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 what's it called? Sandra of Croydonia. Yeah, yeah. Who's she? My name's Sandra, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's like that. And yeah. uh, what is okay? What is uh, Dan? What's what's Sandra's uh, en- enemy? Oh God! Uh, work being made to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the evil <laughs> the evil of work the, the the man that runs the 24 hour garage who she's oh, falling yeah. out with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She, she can't the, the, she keeps getting fortress. caught nicking yeah <laughs> on the sale I was thinking maybe like a doorman that she couldn't get in somewhere yeah yeah, yeah she's done a piss Hulking on the doorstep yeah. yeah why has she done a piss <laughs> that goes back I went to a club called the Blue Orchid once in uh, Croydon yeah uh, Great club. familiar so with that, it. Yeah, that was a fun and, about barbarians. Um, and she was doing it, in the queue. Oh this woman just goes yeah. to me, excuse me for doing this, and she leant against the wall, pulled down her leggings, and did a wee on the floor. 
than the piss. Yeah. Right, yeah. At least, at least she says excuse me. While she was still talking to me. You know, never break eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This, this uh, tells you how long ago it was. There was a woman in there with a Union Jack, bit of Jerry Halliwell, Ginger Spice dress on. Bloody hell. That's, that tells you the age That makes me feel fucking old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, but there you go. Barbarians. That was that was fun. Oh, a lot more <laughs> Conan flavoured. Yeah. Than, than we thought. But how can you not? How can you not? Yeah, you got to yeah, go. go yeah, you can't go. get away from it. Um, but of course, keep the conversation going. We want to know if, you know, if there's any others that we should be checking out because like I say I do love these sort of fucking comics and mm. I know we had some great thank you to everyone that um, replied on, on sort of social media and stuff and uh, yeah if there's any we should be checking out or any upcoming ones or maybe I think web comics are now a popular place or something like this for this sort of genre. yeah Instagram comics you see some yeah. and stuff going on don't you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then let us know and keep the conversation going um, excellent yeah yeah so they, they was from some barbarism I'd like to see Patrick Sparrow draw Conan the Barbarian. Fucking hell, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Um, I was just thinking of someone else who I thought, oh, I'd like to see, and I've completely forgotten the name of the artist, so I'm not going to waste my time on that. (laughs) But do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? Yes. I do. Yeah, go for it. So thanks to Dap, Jason, and Vince, Hey. For the um, eleven o'clockska that was kindly oh, given by DAP to uh, drawn under the influence DUI, um, we're, we got an O'Kloska, guys. Nice work. Yeah, well Every, done. That's congratulations. High, yeah. high, high accolades. Wow. I, do you know what? I don't care about awards, but I've been listening to that show since it began, and it's now on seven hundred and something episodes, and they're top dudes, and they know what they're talking yeah. about, and it's 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 really humbling to hear, and. Um, but the person who, everyone who took part in it deserves the award, but also Mrs. Harris, Sarah Harris, Miss Harris, uh, for being the editor on that and helping helping write the story with me. But yeah, she did a she did an absolutely fucking brilliant job, and it raised about a grand for refuge. Oh, charity, fantastic! Isn't it? So all good. She was um, kind of ruining the day when she said she would do that, and now it was happened. I know she still won't do another one though. I saw someone said, "Oh, now that we've won an award, should we do another one?" She says, "Only if you want to edit it." But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, R.I.P. Jean Claude Meziers, who, uh, as we all know, with his childhood friend Pierre Christine, created uh, Valerian, Valerian Loreline. Um, he died today, actually. That sucks. Um, very sadly, mm. uh, he was he wasn't a young man, so you know he had a good innings. But he worked also worked on the concepts for the movie The Fifth Element as well. Um, ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, extremely well known in France. Should be more well known here, but if you look at some of the Valerian pages, you can see heavy influences in Star Wars and you know it went on oh, to influence yeah. so many yeah, people totally. um, I mean it was something I discovered like after the fact but um, yeah. don't be surprised if over the next few days there's, there's a few articles yeah. It, yeah yeah I only saw it because um, Enrico Marini did a bit of fan art I hadn't seen anyone else talking about it which is a shame um, thanks to um, all the great response to the we just finished for um, a couple of days ago the Hank story Hank for in um, on the, the Tribute Press Patreon um, four P absolutely fucking killed on it. It's brilliant. Really, really, really impressed with. I think it's his best comic so far. Uh, re- I really enjoyed working with him. So big shout out to four P and thanks to everyone for the. Uh, quite a few people writing in some responses and stuff, which is really nice. And hopefully, people who are on the. So we had two tiers on our Patreon, and we dropped one of them. 
and told everyone they need to drop back to the normal, you know, the digital only tier because they won't be. And everyone, I think everyone to a man just stayed on it, which is really nice. <laughs> just as but we and we sent all those people special Hercules stickers, which include a man covered in poo, which I'm quite pleased with. <laughs> so uh, hopefully if you, if you didn't get your sticker, then let me know and I'll send one out to you. But uh, yeah, thanks guys. They're my ones. Nice one. Nice. Dan, you got any? Sure, come on. Yes, I've got a shout out to uh, Luke Aldridge, listener of the show. Uh, he's recently launched a mental health podcast called Gone But Not. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or through his website, uh, thepuppabearchronicles.com. The recent episode uh, stars the lovely Rachel Smith, where she talks about her journey to comics and some mental health stuff too. And we've got Lucy Sullivan of Barking uh, is going to be the next oh, cool. guest, so that's coming soon. And Luke wanted to give a quick shout out to his local comic shop, Chaos City Comics in St. Albans. And he says they offer a fantastic service and uh, he can't praise them highly and high enough. So uh, thanks for writing in, Luke. Uh, I'd also like to shout out the Kickstarter. Uh, I've not approached them about changing their name yet. I think they're going to stick with it. Uh, that's the, <laughs> the Expanse issue one. Ten independent creators, one extended universe. They said it could be done. That Tony said that it could be done. <laughs> they called us madmen. We proved them wrong. So uh, that's to kind of... Uh, a multiverse of different superhero characters and they're all coming together. Who said comic it couldn't be done? Uh, they, they, they. They. <laughs> they. It's yeah. the eponymous uh, Alan Partridge says that all the time, doesn't they? Yeah. I made a they. cup of tea. They said it couldn't be done. It's they equivalent said, to just saying that, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. They said it can be done. Okay. They. So, they. <laughs> so yeah, go check that out. So we smashed through the target. So if you want that comic, uh, plenty of money, get your comic. Uh, nice. We was having a talk about Kickstarters the other day, weren't we? What's the longest one? And I think I've got off lightly because mine's a year. Yeah, mine's mine will be four years in June. Um, um, yeah. Hang on, I'm gonna have a, I'm, vamp. They met. Find out when mine is. There's a big. <laughs> there's a big disclaimer now when you back a Kickstarter. There is. You've got to click it, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. They say, look, you, you, it's the Wild West, mate. You might not get what you want. As the whole drama about. It, was it about crypto or something? Is that all died away now? People going back on Kickstarter. Well, is that happening? Did you see that Perch tweet? That made me laugh quite a lot. Oh, about how Twitter's involved in crypto. Twitter, Twitter's basically, you know, you can get like the uh, those uh, non-fungible tokens as your avatars. <laughs> right. And said he was wondering, <laughs> all these people that kicked off about Kickstarter, are you going to jack in Twitter then? And I think uh, you put just, just a picture of crickets. Or crickets yeah. chirping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can just sound completely ignorant on the subject. I choose to remain in the dark. I kind of know what it is, but it's like, yeah. I go get my I've got bigger, bigger better things to worry yeah. about, my friend. Yeah. 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 Who's got the which? phone right next to the microphone? <laughs> oh, That's well, mine. Sorry. When did you, uh, what, how long was yours, Tony? The, how long the was I what? The Kickstarter. Uh, it will be four years, so it's about three years, nine months at the moment. Beat you. Hey. Mine had an estimated delivery of May 2016. Is that that Ooh, body bag? Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> How much was that, if you don't mind me asking, mate? Uh, what, that I backed? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say. All right. Well, oh, I've, got an, I've, got, <laughs> I've got an Indiegogo that I backed, and they obviously take the money, even though it didn't make the amount. Um, and that's the, the last email was like, 2019 or something saying oh we're still looking at finding a printer and all this sort of thing I'm yeah. like fucking hell come on you're having a laugh on you just send me my money back this is never going to get made and that yeah. was 50 quid oh that's yeah. a lot that's a lot yeah. 
So yours was quite expensive, Vince. It was that uh, the body bags book. Yeah. 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 Did you go for the physical copy? Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I'm actually not gonna. And the more I'm looking at it, the more it breaks my heart and angers me. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> Get your pants pulled down over that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, completely, completely. And, uh, <laughs> we shall go on to some enlighten news. Let's recommend some stuff. Yeah, I've um, got two again. Okay, do you want a top and tail us? Saucy. Um, yeah. <laughs> So my first one is Om, the collection by Andy Barron, uh, published through a French publisher um, through a crowdfunding platform called Mansion Press, who I have since been on their website and bought a couple of things because they got some really interesting stuff on that site. Mm. Um, Andy, I think it's fair to say, has long been a person with surprises in the household name and been snapped up by a publisher. Mm. Um, his work is so mm. slick and so class and so different. Um I was only chatting to him yesterday. Um, he's actually going to Angoulême to do a signing. So like things are looking up. That's brilliant news. Um, this is a collection of previous OM comics along with um, a, a, an extra one. Um, so everything that's been published since 2014 um, plus an extra story. Um, I showed you it earlier. It's got um, a soft cover, like a massive paperback kind of size, but it's got a... Um, a dust jacket to it and if you take the dust jacket out and unfold it, it it's like a um a landscape view of a loads of characters and this sort of beautiful yeah, black looks, and white that yeah that's yeah. great yeah yeah really nice um the i usually chat to andy at elcaf i think is where we normally see him and he has been on the show isn't he, he came on the show god it's probably three years ago now yeah, isn't yeah. It? something like that hmm. i think um and he is the person that I always nag Sam and Nobra about saying, why aren't we publishing him? Because I think he, yeah. he would, you know, fit perfectly into Fit like Nobra. a glove. Totally. Yeah. But as I say, he's got Mansion Press and hopefully he's doing very well on it. I actually found this on a French crowds, uh, crowdfunding platform, which I'd never heard of. That I only saw because I caught it on one of his Instagram posts. So I actually had to go and like run the, you know, Google Translate on this site and, uh, and buy it there and got sent out. But it, they do ship to the UK. And it's not super expensive, but it's only France. It's not like the, the US prices you pay. Now, when he came on the show, he did talk a lot about um, Jim Woodring, if you remember. Um, I think he owned a page, which I'm super jealous of. Um, and I'm a big Woodring fan. And Woodring has certain things in common with Andy's on work, I think, because they take place in a, just a bizarre, strange, trippy world. And they're also wordless, um, which I think he has in common with that. So... For those that haven't seen his comics, um, and you should see them because they're brilliant, um, it's completely set in a world of Andy's own imagination, a world where um, he has his own rules of science and biology and um, everything you can think of. You know, people will melt, they will transform. There's all sorts of things going on. Um, Om is a mostly bipedal traveller and observer in this world. He, he, they are both a protagonist and a sort of every man, every woman, um, and falls through almost like a shifting reality that at times reveals itself as a sort of colourful psychedelic trip. Some of it is done in a two-colour style. Some of it is done in a black and white style. Um, maybe sort of a Vaughan Bodhi kind of, I suppose, is nearly, nearly it without that sort of hip, hippie, cool dialogue stuff that, you know, we got in those books. Mm. Um, <clears throat> obviously a big rip-off for Bodhi was... Um, wizards do you remember that cartoon yeah yes yeah so sort of, there's a certain similarity there somewhere there's sort of very transformative in a 
I don't want to call it a sort of non-narrative structure because there is a structure to it of, of a travel. In a way, it's a barbarian comic because the creatures come up against each other and some of them will have axes and fight each other and there's sort of monstrous little asides with um, grotesque characters. Um, but it evolves around the visual motives of a sort of stripped-down version of life in a different environment. So you get... Um, uh, birth, death, rebirth, violence, sex, reproduction, um, growth, destiny, um, success and failure. You know, you get all all of life's rich tapestry, as it were, but in this sort of strange, very fucking weird world. Um, do you remember Barbara Papa? Do you remember that cartoon? These sort of strangely shaped, featureless creatures. There's almost there's a bit of that. So you can imp- you can imprint certain emotions onto them as you read it, which I think is a great idea. Um, it looks, I don't know, do you remember the, the Disney cartoon Fantasia? Yes. Is it almost a bit of that? It looks like that if the creatures all pulled knives out and tried to stab each other or set fire to each other or, you know, transformed into trippy, <laughs> trippy but you know, it's a bit of that. Yeah. Um, there's few, I, I genuinely say there's few people out there doing as an original, um, consistently great and joyously readable work as Andy does. It is every... This is, I can't remember how many, 252 pages this book is. And um, I read it, I've re, I reread it, um, apart from the new bit, I reread it in one sitting again, because it just utterly sucks you in. And I think Woodring does the same. You just follow these strange creatures across this landscape and you you feel the jeopardy of the, you worry for it, You what's happening here, what are they getting themselves into now? Um, beautiful absolutely beautiful book um uh, it takes pride of place on my on my shelf here and it's lovely to see he's got this like lovely collective version of it i have to say i have put his um previous copies of comics of his i've back i've boarded them you know bag and boarded them just because i think probably someone as as we keep expecting someone will discover andy and go why what have we been missing this for this is incredible stuff you know um you can find them at if you go to themansionpress.bigcartel.com you can buy this and some other books actually um uh, mine came with a little Ashcan sort of creating comic thing, um, and you can find on you can find him at Om Comics O M then Comics Om Comics on Twitter and the same on Instagram, and his website, which is well worth a, a look actually, because I think it's it's the epitome of the art, the comic artist what a comic artist website should be nice, clean. You don't fuck around on it. You go to the shop, or you can go and look at images. There's none of this sort of ridiculous blogs getting in the way or you know yeah, paid yeah. advertising pop up it's none of that nonsense and his website is oncomics.com and it's, it's really as an example of how a comics website for a creator should be i think it's, it's a great example um you got me sorry i always feel like as, a, as an artist if you run in a website your images and imagery should be front and center if yeah. people are more interested to like your stuff so much they want to read more about you that should come next but yeah front end it with your Images, essentially, exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah, yeah. I'm only pissed off. I'm not going to Anglem this year because it sort of clashed with a book fair. But um, no, I'd no. like to have sort of been there and seen, you know, seen what the French thought of this because I imagine they're going to dig it. Uh, and it's a nice one because you don't have to translate anything, you know, other than the title. You're doing that, all right. That, if you're doing the comic and you can be sold the world over because it doesn't need translating, it works universally. Yeah, you're yeah. winning. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's a nice, easy one. Something I could pick up if it, you know, selling in a French, you know, airport or something. Yeah, I know you mean. But there you go. So, Om Comics, a collective version um, by Andy Barron. Go and have a look for it. It's great. Nice. That's my first one. What have you got, Dan? Uh, I've got two relatively quick ones, one of which isn't a comic. Uh, 
it's a kaiju number eight i started reading that after you were kind of uh you and tom curry were, were saying how great it was and I, i'm yeah. loving it it's such a fun book oh good man yeah uh, essentially like the guy kind of these kaiju monsters attacking and uh he accidentally swallows this kind of bug thing that turns him into a kaiju himself uh and it, it's just madcap hilarious action just yeah great really i was just absolutely blasting for it and then I, I, my subscription ran out and i've got to renew it so, <laughs> <laughs> so i stopped and there was an anime uh that i've been I've had my arm for a little while and it's one of those ones that keeps on talking about as like one of the high points. Uh, and it's neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Which is uh, interesting because essentially it starts out as kind of like young kids piloting mechs against like invading alien Kaiju style monsters and then transforms into something else. And the way I can see the series is there's the main character, which is uh, Shinji. He, undergoes like severe psychological and physiological damage when he he pilots the uh evil one which is like the, the big robot of the series and he's essentially the only one that can stop all these alien invasion from these angels and he doesn't want to do it uh right. so it's, it's kind of like a, a real nice play on it and that the first the season one of that's on netflix so if you want to check it out it's got really good reviews uh I, I don't know. I'm only halfway through, so I couldn't tell you whether it, I couldn't give my ultimate opinion on whether I think it's worth to watch or not, but I, I seem to be enjoying it so far. So uh, that's one I would check out. Cool. Nice. Vincenzo? I'm going to um, eat my own words. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to um, basically go back on something I said because I bought a comic this week um, from Marvel. And I, oh. I, 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 oh, I think went, I read this too. I was like, well, I'm not going to with Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Um, and I won't, I won't for the most part. I'll stick, I'll stick to my guns on that. But this was a bright and bubbly new number one of a character I've always been a fan of anyway. This was uh, She Hulk number one mm. of five. Uh, written by Rainbow Rowell, art by uh, Roge Antonio. Rico Renzi is the colour artist. Uh, VC's Joe Car- Caramagna is the letterer. And there were um, other covers by Jen Bartel and Adam Hughes. And there was an awful lot of variant covers, as I can see. And Marvel doing loads of variant covers and stuff now, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I think well, just, well, they're, they're, they do loads of variant covers because they, they get the people to buy them. And then yeah. that yeah. boosts up sales. Yeah. Um, uh, it says on the inside of the book, um, I mean, there, there's the synopsis on Comicsology, whatever. She's been she's been the Fantastic Four. She's been an Avenger. She's had the powers of Celestial, but all that's over. So what? So now what? Um, And I just gave this a punt because I thought I I I like the She Hulk character. It's synonymous with fun comics all the way in in the past, but um, it hasn't seemed like it has been fun for a while. Am I? I haven't been reading it, so Tony, I'd imagine that. What's that? Sorry, mate. She-Hulk hasn't been a fun character for a few years. The problem with She-Hulk is she's been, um, she looked like the Hulk yeah. in the Avengers. She was this sort of, she was the centre of a just, recent event. and Just a Hulk yeah. with long hair, essentially. Yeah, and I think yeah. there was a, like a kickback events. We don't like her when she looks sexy, like John Byrne used to draw her. You know, it was a bit of that, so they made her. But um, she's back to being sexy again, isn't she? Yes. 
Yes, and mm. back, but also back to also being Jennifer Walters as well, the lawyer who's just trying to live her life. Um, this is. Um, I, I'm hoping. I mean, I really enjoyed this first issue. It doesn't mess about. It's it's funny. It's got a. It it's very lightweight, but in a nice way. It's fun. There's some great dialogue. There's a. a immediately, as you got to do with a She-Hulk comic, you immediately got to put in Titania. Um, immediately, as because they're like they're the go-to sort of like nemesis, if you want, but the butt heads. But now Titania's now married. Who's she married to? Um, she's married and like really, isn't she? Was it, yeah, it, it, she is married to Creed, isn't she? Like yeah. Crush, the, the absorbing man, Crusher Krill, Crusher Krill, yeah, Crusher Krill, yeah. The I didn't think that was her. Is that her? That's her. Yeah, that's her that fights her oh, because she just looked the, a bit soft to me. Yeah, um, but it's someone that like always wants to fight the she-hulk it, it's very much it this is a this is a comedy book that's what it, it seems like which is it, it gave me what i wanted in this book which was a surprise because i went into it thinking all right you know it's got a, it's, it's very got very much got a bright cover um just she-hulk you know you've got the yellow you've got the green this she-hulk and there's she-hulk and purple letters i was like right hopefully it delivers on the simple fun that the cover has and it was and it was i i actually um i really enjoyed it actually uh i hope i hope the series continues to be like this i don't know whether i'll, I'll, I'll well i might buy the second issue because i did enjoy it quite a lot but it's just three pound 19 for an individual oh god i'm so stingy uh, <laughs> it's either, either, either that i wait for the trade but i i would say that the the creators on this have got a great handling like balancing it all at the moment I, I, i'll be interested to see where it goes forward um because it didn't really it didn't really falter from any sort of like hefty messaging for want of a better word it seemed to be just a simple oh god right i know I, i'm i've got to rebuild my life i've got nothing where do i go oh, i've got my mates you know you've got friends and getting caught up and being she hulk and i want to i want to see something fun fun in comics bloody hell imagine that hey eh? especially <laughs> especially fun in a marvel comic because um, sometimes they're very much like, Ugh. <laughs> God, I seems, yeah. I'm so down on them. But they, a lot of it is quite grim, isn't it? A lot of the time, like the big events and like everything so dark. Yeah, you want, yeah. And sometimes, right. yeah, She Hulk, especially She Hulk, was always a. Let's just fun it, doesn't it take fun. itself it was, too seriously. It was, comedy. it was very much well since Burn it has, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of breaking the fourth wall, wasn't there? Sometimes yeah, of that character. yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want a nice. Comedy, comedy series, but with a bit of superhero punching action. So, yeah, She-Hulk really, really uh, surprised me. And so, there you go, She-Hulk number one. Check it out, especially if you're a fan of like the Jennifer Walters that you know and love. I think maybe I don't want. I just want to see this character about the She-Hulk. I don't want to see her then be in a huge Avengers event where something happens that I no. I just don't care about. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but like I say, I'm a hypocrite. Um, and no, I, I, I bent, I bent the knee, but I enjoyed bending the knee for this. So there you go. I'm There's not, no problem with in yeah. reading if you fancy jumping into an issue. It's just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think because a lot of the characters in Marvel are sort of like for me, they're not they're not clicking with me at the moment, and that maybe that's because my tastes. You know, I, I be that that nostalgia vein is too oh the characters are they're, they're different to what i what i liked before um 
and like I say, sometimes it's too dark and grim. But I saw this and I thought, oh, it seems like the sort of comic book I want. Hmm. Um, and it was. So, there you go. More fun, please, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the episode. Okay, so, um, Tony, take us home. Yeah, my, well, just a worthy shout-out to Stray Dogs, which I finally read today. I've been meaning to read this book for ages. Oh, is this the um, image one? Yeah. Sarah, so, Sarah's talked about it a few times, hasn't she? I, yeah. I, I'm really interested in this. What's this one about? This is just a, like a worthy mention, but it's it's yeah. about a load of dogs who discover their ke- the bloke who looks after them, their owner is a serial killer. Um, it's done in a very cartoony style, <clears throat> and I generally won't read it or watch anything about dogs because I don't like it. Mm. Uh, and this one, occasionally I did go, oh, no, but uh, it's exceptionally well done. It is really good. I'd yeah. say give that a go. It's uh, it's a, it's a simple one-off trade. I think he's done a couple of sort of extra issues, but uh, oh, there they go. Vince B's got a quote on the back. Beautiful in its simplicity and perfection, just freaking brilliance. So Vince B from eleven o'clock. There you go. Oh, that's nice. fantastic. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Um, but my main one this week is a book called Mega, who incidentally was put in my way by Vince B because he posted an image from it, which made me go to Comicsology and buy it. So issues one and two got released in the same week this week, last Wednesday. Um, Writing an art by Salvador Sanz, covered by Raymond Estrada, published by Red 5 Comics. We don't really talk about Red 5. I think we did one about the Loch Ness Monster a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, Red 5, they, they have done a couple. They used to do um, Atomic Robo, didn't they? Oh, of course. Right, okay. Do you remember that? One, um, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was very popular, wasn't it? They always had a free comic book day, one of them, didn't mm. they? Um, this is kind of a kaiju um, story, but not one that is centred on Japan. And one that builds its own mythology um, in some really interesting ways and develops as you read it. Um, go now. I sent you two guys some images from it, didn't I, earlier? And you both went like, wow. Oh, yeah. I um, love the look of this. It looks oh, great. man. Yeah. Go and have a look at some of the covers online for Mega. Um, the fucking design is just so strange, but so original and so striking all at once. Um if you were thinking Godzilla, there is a certain similarity, isn't there? But there's more of a sort of alien anglia, ang- angular kind of structure. And it's not just one creature. There's a series of number cre- a number of creatures, one of which is giant and carries a sort, a sort of mini sword thing, which is quite nice. But there's a real um, viciousness to them. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're not King Kong. This, these creatures destroy thousands of people in this is really brutal at times um so i bought it sight and scene by just looking at the covers um and it opens with a man this is bizarre but it opens with this bloke he's got like a lip ring and he's standing there and he's made a cake right so <laughs> he cuts the cake into the shape of the antarctic and you're thinking what the fuck is this all about and then he cuts a big chunk with using a big sort of a uh, big knife, big kitchen knife. He cuts a line down the side of the and an, down the middle of the um, the cake, and at the same time, a big fissure opens in the Antarctic, and the head of this creature is seen rising out of this thing. It's just bizarre, isn't it, when you think it's a cake, but it's actually really well done. Um, and in this sort of massive cre- crevice, you see this massive creature that's there, and then you switch to this um, scene of a, there's this girl, this kid called Tina, and her dad. And he's telling her that his granddad is missing. Her granddad's missing uh, after being on an expedition at sea. And while he's chatting to her, and he's taking her to see her grand and all that sort of thing, this alien creature is metamorphosizing and growing and stepping out of the ice. And all the sort of Antarctic creatures, penguins, are sort of 
lining up on the on the ice to watch this moment. They sense that something's wrong going on. And the, the, on the trip to the grandmother's, Tina dreams about her grandfather and he, t- he tells her that he's asleep and he's lost. Um, and meanwhile, this massive creature has made its way to Montevideo and it stands atop um, this, it's, I think it's called, I looked it up actually, called Palacio Salvo, this, this um, iconic building in the centre of Montevideo and it's, it sits there like there's some massive bat creature and looks round. And then it opens its mouth and magma pours out of its mouth and it just eviscerates everyone. There's sort of piles of dead bodies. And, you know, this is sort of huge disaster that happens. And it's just beautifully, incredibly well um, choreographed. And it just has real impact, you know. Um, it's genuinely a real wow moment at that point. Um, issue two develops. Is, I think the first issue is like 50 pages or something. It's quite a long, a long book. Uh, for your money it's not bad bad value um and the second one they 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 build on the myth- mythology and it turns out that tina's grandpa has left this horn um in a box on his desk and she dreams of him and he says he needs her to go and blow this horn so this kid blows his horn which um which summons this creature called the mega um which is the turns out earth was a prison and mega was the god and all these creatures in all different sizes are now being released by this the man with the cake um and and these creatures who are now on the earth and all, all it's got as a defender is this massive um kaiju himself who carries a sort of weird looks like a cross between a key and a sword um fucking hell what a series out of the blue just straight out of the blue um the art is um I think he does better with the creatures than perhaps he does with the people the people occasionally are a little stiff um but the um there's a there's an artist called a good uh, a book called armies that i know pat quotes as an influence for slain called jean-claude gal and the the art reminds me a little bit of that a little bit like a not quite as polished or proficient corbin maybe somewhere um it's that sort of darkness to it and but they they write he writes some really great moments but the dad daughter thing is is really realistic it feels like it's a dad and you know oh, you know it's right granddad's just lost you know they do all this sort of thing mm. um i'm not sure whether physical copies have made that way over here with the, sometimes you see these digital only releases you know that hit a couple at a time not necessarily turning into physical copies these days and i, I certainly haven't seen any in any comic shops although i would love to get like a an oversized hardback of this um salvador is an Argent- argentinian creator and comics editor who is prolific in his country but of course we don't see much of that um, he's got one other book you can find on Comicsology called Angela Della Morte, uh, which is also published by Red Five. Uh, and he's working currently, according to his website, he's working on a comic based on the Wreck series, you know, the Spanish zombie. Oh, wow. uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, zombie house thing. Um, I look at on his website as well. You can find um, quite affordable artwork, actually. It's quite, it's quite good. So you can get $125 will get you a page of his artwork, which is pretty good these days. Um but yeah, I'm I'm totally aboard this. This is fucking great. Um, just so weird and so different and so strange. And, you know, it doesn't hold back on anything. And it's got these sort of multiple strands that seem to be working out. And yeah, it's great. So mega issues one and two, only on Comicsology at the moment, I'm afraid, guys. But there you go. Oh, okay. Nice. I'll get read that. That sounds yeah, fucking nice. Great, man. Yeah. Go forth and check. Check it out. Check out anything that we've recommended or talked about this week because there's an awful lot of amazing comics out there for you to discover um even if you haven't really read like sword and sorcery books before bar- barbarian books 
Get on a Conan yeah. book. You get one cheaply. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. 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 Have a look at some of the show notes, etc. Do a bit of a search. Look on your webcomic lists and stuff. You never know. It might just might be the thing that you've always been looking for, but you didn't know. Um, and we hope you have enjoyed our chat about that and all the other stuff that we've talked about this week. If there's anything you want us to talk about, or if you want to shout out on the show, uh, give us an email, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod, where we'll occasionally throw out a question like we did this week about the topics. Um, it would probably going to come thick and fast over the next couple couple of weeks as we talk about genres and we talk about lots of different things coming up um, manga month if you do yeah that, manga yes, month's looming yeah that's that's that is looming uh if you do the book of faces go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast join the community group awesome comics talk where well, there's a wonderful group of people on there and also uh if you want to get in touch with us on the slack group and get in touch and uh, you can join that wonderful community of people that, who are just, all of these people in our community are just they just want to talk about comics yeah that's what we want whether it be like great stuff that you should check out or you know just advice on making comics no hard selling we don't believe in all that so yeah. it's a great place to go like this I, I go there all the time every day yeah it's like yeah. yeah yeah there's loads of posts on there at the moment people are just posting on stop yeah yeah it's yeah. good I'd, do like people post up a comic that they're reading and they show some uh, interiors and it's like, oh, that looks fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's going to cost me some money being on there, I think. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah. Um, and we've probably cost a lot of our listeners a bit of money over the years, but thank you for listening to us anyway, listeners, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, go on, leave a cheeky review. Say something nice about us. That'll make our day. <laughs> Uh, we haven't Christmas, had one for ages. Christmas, no, no. Christmas is over, but we want presents. No, um, <laughs> no, we really appreciate it. <laughs> it helps, like, uh, <laughs> helps the algorithms or whatever that all that nonsense is. And if there's any, if you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on the uh, the Health Podcast Network. Everything I touch turns into a disaster, including my knob. <laughs> <laughs> and we've oh, got the uh... God. Fucking YouTube channel we're pimping out. Yes. yes. Nice work on that, yes. Dan. This, yeah, really this good work, podcast man. is also now available on YouTube. Look, it's always been available on YouTube, hasn't it? But, yes, but now that... Yeah. Now, now that You've added some sauciness, haven't you? Yeah. If you want to see like some covers and like some sort of, like say, sauciness, um, go to the Awesome Comics podcast. Search Awesome Comics, Comics podcast on YouTube. And yes. uh, yeah, you'll find our episodes, awesome comics and stuff like that. You know, it's such a generic term that any old dude could use yeah. that. But awesome <laughs> comics podcast, search for that, and you'll you'll find the late one. Just I've, just for I've made episode. a nice little intro for this show, haven't I? Oh yeah, yes, that looks good. Yes. So um, yes, so there's all the ways you can find us. Lots of different ways you can find us. You know what I fucking forgot in the shout outs? What? Vanguard issue twenty. Hey. The cover cover went up on Friday, and the previously in Vanguard pages are going up this week, and then the comic will start in earnest the week after. So, stuff, so, man. so what's the Vanguard's date? It's, back. So, it, it, what's the date that the previously is going to go? Uh, previously, you're going to have Wednesday, Friday, so that's 26th and 28th, and then you get the first comic page on the second. So, I said it would start in January. It has started in January. There you go. You can't yeah. have me. 
because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a billion things. You can have things. him. Yeah. He's available. Yeah. 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 No. No, we Paper. saw him first. You can't have him because uh, we saw him. <laughs> we, he's ours. We saw him first. Um, we've got him living under the stairs. Um, but where where can people find us elsewhere? Tony? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash tribute press for all your uh, barbarian needs. There you go. Yeah. And your blog. Go on. Oh, yeah, uh, neverironanything.com, where I'm, I've started reviewing comics again for the last couple of weeks. Mm. We're going to have a read. Yes, fascinating and well worth a look. Uh, Dan? You can find me at uh, patreon.com forward slash Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard issue 20 at vanguardcomic.com. There you go. So there Boom. You, yes, maybe make a night of it. Get some, yes. uh, you know. Tissues. Get, 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 some <laughs> get some tissues, a nice bottle of diamond white, and Really, just that's cool. Just go to town, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find we me just on... like recommend furious wanking at the end yeah. of the podcast. Oh, only, uh, yeah, <laughs> only, only if you read Dan's comics. Wanking, not mad. You can find me furiously wanking, tug life. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, we hope um, you're having a great week wherever you are we hope you're happy healthy doing all right Um, come back next week because there'll be more fun and madness and all kinds of joy from all over the world of comics with us as well as um, the occasional stupid toilet humor which uh, you've you've come to expect you love it you expect it and i've come to fear (laughs) um so from dan tony and myself have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Keep making loads of comics so that we can read them and talk about them in future shows. Yes. And uh, as always, what else should they do, guys? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. There you go. You heard it here first. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye. <laughs>